Thanks for downloading this Brim Radio podcast. Other Brim Radio podcasts are available at brimradio.com forward slash podcast. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Primary Podcast. Hi Keith. Hello. Hi Viv. Hello. Hello guys. So, how are we all this week? Aroused. Guy, what have you been up to? Getting annoyed, Ryan. <laughs> no change from all of them. Getting annoyed about breakfasts. So, yesterday morning, I wanted coffee from Costa. So I turned up, waiting for coffee. Now, time was tight to get to work. And I was thinking, I'm not going to be late, but I need coffee. Woman stood in front of me in the queue. Uh, this is like 7, 7.45 in the morning. She stood in front of me in the queue, talking to the barista, having a laugh and a joke, having a good time. Barista says to me, I'll be with you in a couple of minutes. I lost my temper. I was like, no, I'm out of here. You've lost a sale. Because I'm not having this. I've got time, not much time to spare, and you're having a laugh and joke with this woman, and you're going to serve me in a couple of minutes. No, you've got time to have a joke, so serve me as well. Do you know what annoyed me the most was? Was the woman in the queue, though, because she was, she told her joke, and then she did that thing of, like, I'm in front of you queue, I'm joking with the cashier, and since she turned and looked at me and went, <laughs> about her joke, looking for a laugh, and it's like, you're never going to get a laugh from me. We're not friends. We're never going to be friends in this situation because you're in front of me in a queue. So effectively, you are my worst enemy right now. So this, just don't look at me for a laugh because you ain't getting it. You're getting a scowl instead. So I was fuming. She's looking for laughs. It's kind of like, you're the reason I'm losing out on my coffee here. It, it is a thing that people nowadays think that their time's more valuable than anybody else's. And they're funnier. And the joke was rubbish as well. It was about the, the, I think the barista was having a kid or something like that. Like his, his wife was about to pop. And, um, you know, she's making a joke about babies or something like that. Do you know what? It's like, that comedy's not funny. It's like, you're not funny. You think you've made a classic joke. You think you've got banter going on. No, get your coffee and go. So I was annoyed about that. And then I was annoyed this morning. Went to, uh, I went to Greg's. I asked for a chocolate croissant. And a coffee? No. And they gave me just a regular croissant. I was wondering why are you charging me 80p for this? This is definitely more money than this. And then I looked at it and I was like, is this just a regular croissant? And they were like, yeah, we don't have one with chocolate. And I was like, yeah, you do. They're there. And they were like, no, that's a pound of chocolate. And I was like, no, it's a chocolate croissant. And they were like, oh, yeah, but we refer to it as that. And I was kind of like, well, I don't. Do I look French to you? I'm going to call it a chocolate croissant. That's what it is. It is a pastry for morning consumption full of chocolate. That would make it a chocolate croissant, not a pan au chocolat. Oh, we're like a right Burke saying a pan au chocolat at a till. Has anybody ever walked into a still said pan au chocolat? Have some chocolatey bread. Yeah, exactly. And then, then, then they were trying to put correct me and it's kind of like, uh, I'm the customer. I'm right. I'm just hearing all of this. I'm just... Look, I'm just more than anything else. I'm amazed at Guy's lifestyle. I'm, I'm just all I'm imagining is Guy dressed in a kind of a white tuxedo with a red rose and the shop. It's like some, it's like some kind of like classy alternative lifestyle that I could never aspire to. I have to have cardboard cereal in a bowl that's got chips in in the morning for my breakfast. Well, was, None of this fancy chocolate croissant. I just think that Guy lives in a two Ronnie's sketch, where <laughs> he's just an angry man who goes into a two Ronnie's. Own shop at all times. I need some four candles. <laughs> Why don't you just go into Tesco's or Sainsbury's and just pick your own? I was I was t- I was tied for time, so I um, liked to be served. Guy yeah, doesn't I like want, to purchase ex- himself. Expect good customer service at that time in the morning. <laughs> there must there's a man in, in Greg's in Redditch who serves me, and like I pay the price. 
chocolate croissant. That's right, chocolate croissant. Uh, in the morning, and like honestly, I'm in such a foul mood to him. Like he's like, "Morning, how are you?" I'm just like, "Chocolate croissant, please." And he's like, "Oh, do you want coffee?" No. Uh, that's that. This much money. There you go. Uh, have a good day. Okay, thanks. Bye. Just like literally, I'm just like so dead to it. It's kind of like I don't want to be your friend at this time of the morning. You know where you're going wrong. Mm-hmm. Chocolate croissant, almond croissant, where it is. What are you want about almond croissant is the best croissant. Uh. Yeah, that mar- I don't think so, marzipan-y right. paste, a little dusting of icing sugar, some almond flakes on top. It's nice. She just have an Eccles cake. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a cob? <laughs> just a plain cob, no butter. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember when I was eating just a plain cob in the studio? <laughs> yes. Philip Ellis looked at me like I was some kind of peasant. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he was eating a ploughman's lunch without the actual ploughman's part of the lunch. <laughs> some people might not know in the studio what a cob is. A batch, a bread roll. There are different parts of the country that refer to it by different. It's a cob. We're in Birmingham. It's a cob. Um, I love that the fact the the place like DJ at the Crab Mill, you can buy a, a freshly made cob from yes. uh, with cheese and or ham. Yeah, but then at the same time, it's almost wrapped up in cling film, and I don't like the appeal of it wrapped up and in left on film. left on the bar and the blazing. What, what is yeah. it? What is it with pubs and sweaty sandwiches? It just reminds me of the 1970s. And you always get that packet of ham opening smell when you pull the clean film. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what is that packet of ham opening smell? It's like one of the worst smells of the known universe. But you know what? My mum used to... Everybody recoils when they open a pack of ham. It's when everything's wrapped in clean film. My mum made me a pat lunch for school every day when I went, when I was in high school. I didn't eat it because it was wrapped up in clean film. I refused. I didn't want it. So I chucked it at my friend every day while he was playing football. Every day. Without that, I threw my sandwiches at my friend. You could have sold it and got some money for it. I just like the concept of butter landing on his back. So I introduced Viv to the magic of chutney this week. Chutney? Chutney is the best thing for a sandwich. We had a lot of chutneys for Christmas. Um, it, it, it happens you get to that age where you don't get stuff like links after a while you just get the chutney I was going to say it seems like you guys were like the people really struggled for you guys chutney and Ferrero Rocher <laughs> and Marks and Spencer's biscuits and chocolate I bought my girlfriend's family some Marks and Spencer's biscuits and then I ate Ooh. most of them myself. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, it's like the cigar rolled ones, isn't it? Mm. They always go down a treat. Do you, when you eat one of those like Christmassy biscuit type things, though, and then it's covered in chocolate, you just feel sick afterwards. I, I feel like Keith's a family time kind of guy for biscuits at Christmas. I, I'm a very fussy biscuit eater. I reckon he likes big rolls. <laughs> No, I do like I do like a bit of Garibaldi and an Anzac biscuit. I like an so Anzac biscuit. So the Garibaldi biscuits, the uh, dead fly biscuits. Yeah, my my the rest of my family hate them. They don't understand why I eat it. They just they just look at it and go. What's but Viv eats rich tea, so that she's her biscuit opinions completely discarded from start to finish. Really, I like dunking it in the tea. You can any other biscuit has dunkable qualities. I mean, like a rich tea is only acceptable to be in when you've puked up the night before, and you don't want, you don't want to eat a pan of chocolate. You don't want flavour, basically. I think a rich tea is a much maligned biscuit. It's, it's, a, it's a classic. It's a Thank solid staple. It's so quite they, nice. They have a nice crack. They like those coffee, coffee biscuits as well. Who invents biscuits just to dunk in coffee? Mm. Oh, to me, it's like a biscuit that, like, you're digging around your nan's biscuit barrel and it's full of rich tea and you're trying to find a gem in the box. Like, maybe a custard cream, may- maybe maybe a dreg from Christmas, maybe there'll be an M&S biscuit in here somewhere. I think a rich tea to... is the bounty of a celebration's box. It's yeah. the one that always gets left till last. 
the chocolate eclairs in the box of heroes. That is not a good idea. No one wants a chocolate eclair. I think they just had about six hundred chocolate eclairs left in the storage, and they just have got really weird tastes. I like a chocolate eclair. You're getting the toffee and the chocolate at the same time. It's it's like chewy, isn't it? It's it's nice. I can work. I like working my jaw out. I, I prefer a rich tea. I'll give you something you can work your jaw out on. I still prefer a rich tea to those horrible biscuits that have got cows on them. Oh, the malted milk. Yeah, malted milk's are horrible. Malted milk's are nice without the sugar on it, basically. Oh, I don't like a malted milk, they're not very nice. What about nice? I'll give you some malted milk. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Don't mind those. I just sexually aside key twice in <laughs> two minutes. Hey, tweet us your favourite biscuit. <laughs> Drop us an email with your favourite biscuit. We'll rank them. We'll steal that picture from Richard Osman off of Pointless. He's, he's, he's Pointless himself. He put Jaffa cake into the round. I'm sorry, that disqualifies it from start to finish. Let's Jaffa do. cake is not a biscuit. Let's it's not talk cake. about Richard Osman because he, he's just—he's a man who's become famous for no reason. I—I I, don't—I just don't like seeing him. He's—he's he's a very good telly producer. He was the banker on Neil, Deal or No Deal, but he's made a career out of being. Alexander Armstrong's mate. Who's his famous brother? Uh, his famous brother. Yeah, it's all the guitarist from Suede. Ah, that's it. Could you imagine their family get-togethers? Like he rings Alexander Armstrong and then Suede turn up. Alexander Armstrong really annoys me because, like, what, what is he? I mean, he's just—he's just there. He just exists and he annoys me. I don't know. Let me ask another about Alexander Armstrong. Is it just me? Just me. I have no opinion. Only that he used to be part of a comedy double act. Yeah, with Ben Miller. Yeah. Ben Miller was blatantly the more funny one out of the two. Mm. I think Ben Miller must have wrote the jokes and just wrote down, put Alexander Armstrong there. Yeah. It just annoys me. He's always releasing these classical albums as well now. It's like... Is, is he gone the Manford route? Yeah, he's gone the Manford route. No, I think Manford went the Armstrong <coughs> route, so I think he was doing it first. Mm-hmm. But Manford was like... Doesn't um, Alexander Armstrong present on Classic FM? Possibly. Doesn't everybody present on Classic FM? I'm pretty sure Mylene Class presents on Classic FM John, John Sachet's on there. Who's John Sachet? John Sushi. Uh, the newsreader. But he's now newsreader slash classical music presenter. Right. How was your week anyway, Ryan? I had something which I've been waiting for since October arrived. A massive dump. <laughs> <laughs> no. You need one of those unicorn stools. <laughs> No, it was something that finally, finally arrived from Mondo after being delayed for three weeks. <sighs> Mondo, everybody's favourite mini pit. <sighs> Do love a Mondo box. Gotta say, that's nice packaging. Guy. No, when that's packaging, mate, that's asking to be robbed in the post. I'm surprised it has arrived finally, to be honest. <clears throat> it's just cardboard. And in the packaging, I got a sticker which is no use at all unless Keith wants it. <laughs> Wow. That's worth all the money. So Ryan, what are you holding right now other, other than your uh, manhood? I am. I am holding Mondo Presents Jaws, music from the motion picture, composed and conducted by John Williams, pressed on two times 108 gram wine. Viv, how do you feel about this purchase? Um, I didn't know that right, to be honest. <laughs> been, I've been waiting for this since October. I do like, as I said, the art of sound cracks. I mean, the cover is amazing. It's a nice illustration, though. <laughs> are you going to open it, or are you just going to... Well, I might just open it now. I always <gasps> feel bad opening a Monday record. This is like a YouTube opening video that no one can see. What's <laughs> the point of those opening videos on YouTube? So you don't bite yourself and then get massively disappointed. 
if you want, if you're interested in the product, you're going to buy it anyway, aren't you? I do like how Mondo's do the, do their albums, like the Japanese albums, when you get a little bit of a cardboard out there. The uh, Ovi strip, yes. is what it's called. Yeah, but then at the same time, Ryan, you realise after you've opened it, you don't know where to put that, and it's a bit of a pain. <laughs> yes. Are we ready for the gatefold? <sighs> bit spoiler. It's a beautiful gatefold. I mean, to be honest with you, is that nice. is, is that is that Phil Mitchell looking for seafood? Because it's a, it's a big. No, that's a, Phil Mitchell looking for seafood. <laughs> so, it's a, so basically, there's a big whale and a man floating in the sea. I so. think you'll find it's a shark and not a whale. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought Jules was about a whale. That's Moby Dick. It's two completely different. Yeah, I'm not. I'm aware. What colour is it? Want to open it and see? It's a double gatefold, and it's got an included. Oh, it's it's like pearly white. Yes, well, it's kind of like sea colour. Right. Can I just have a look at the end? Yes, you may. Would you like to look at the pearly white record? So this is actually then this will this will actually be the first time this soundtrack's been available on vinyl in its full form. Yes, I think the original release was just like chopped down single disc. Yeah, yeah. Bit like the Empire Strikes Back um, yeah. original release. Do you remember in um, Jaws Three when Dennis Quaid is riding like a golf cart and he falls out of it? Yeah, like a really random seat just falls out of a golf. Well, cart. Jaws Three doesn't exist. It's like Indiana Jones Four. They're bad fever dreams. Well, that people. Indiana Jones Four. It's all right. No, it's not. <laughs> it's okay. Give a break. Well, shall we have a listen to the opening bars of the Jaws scene? Ah, uh, da 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 Vega. I think we should have a quick listen to the opening bars of the Jaws theme. How can you establish a villain in two notes? <laughs> I think you'll find that's the Star Wars canteen of these. Do you know why, why has that not been re-released? As we've, we've lost Keith now. Keith. Yeah, we have Keith, lost Keith. Keith is a bigger bigger Mondo fan than I am and he's just completely absorbed by this. Uh, Keith, how was your week? Oh, it was really well. I, uh, I was <laughs> on the street and uh, I punched him out in the face and then I got arrested. Uh, how was your... Uh, yeah, and then I had a cigarette and then, then I uh, went to the pub and then I got drunk and uh, then I went back uh, with some women and I had a big orgy and, uh, you know, that was just Wednesday though and uh, then the day after I went and bought the sun. Why do I suddenly sound like Zippy from Rainbow. I was going to say more Michael Winner. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful package. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a problem now with the OB strip. I think you have to like put it inside. The so Keith, when you went to when you punched a man in the face and then you went to the <laughs> pub and then came went back with a bevy of women, uh, how was that for you? Standard. <laughs> okay, Keith. What's your favourite Mondo release all time? Um, of, of the ones I. Own myself. Uh, I do. I will have to say it was the one that you gifted me last year, um, which was the Iron Giant one. Um, just because it's a really, really beautiful soundtrack. Is this really nice to put together? Is this the one that uh, Ren Ryan thought you were fifty and you're not fifty? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might have been your special birthday. So All of my birthdays are special birthdays. <laughs> this was the music that was playing when Keith punched a man in the face. Listen to that beautiful thing. Sounds like it's a bit crackly to me, Ryan. I think the cable's a bit yes, dodgy. the cable rather than the... Uh... Clean your records. <laughs> I, do, I do like the heavyweight vinyl, though. That's yeah. Nice. Wow. This is the theme that you wake up to in the morning. Actually, no, this is the theme that plays when you go to Greg's. God. <laughs> Rename it as Panu Chocolate. <laughs> it says Panu Chocolate. 
You need to say that if you're a proper Burke. No. Hello, Chocolat. Well, you're the person who put me on this final journey. It's your fault. You bought me a record player. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry I bought you a generous gift. I'm sorry I was <laughs> nice to you. Um, well, it does mean now that I have to like spend lots of money on beautiful records. You could have a bit of willpower. Soundtracks. Hang on, we haven't you... dwelled enough on the fact Keith punched a man. You know you made all of that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you put it back in. Are you scared to? Yes. Um, do, you, do you think you'd win in a fight, Keith? No. Why? What animal out of the animal kingdom do you think you could defeat? A sloth. A sloth, possibly. Even then it'd be a bit of a hard win. What, what, who do you think you could batter? I think I could take on a uh, bonobo. What's a bonobo? A monkey. Ape. Oh. I don't know. Monkeys are fixed deep. They're, 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 they're... Chimps, chimps. Do you want to fight a chimp yeah, and rip your arm off? <laughs> Generally, I'm, I'm not, chimps I'm not, chimps I'm not much for the animal fighting in general. Yes. Yeah, like, friends, not food. Viv, how's your week then? Bit nondescript, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a witless little life of Ryan. I think we're trying to uh, catch up on everything on Skybox because we're thinking of switching over to Now TV. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too slow. It's too slow. It's too expensive. Sky's getting fun. ridiculous now. Oh, yeah, but it's Sky, isn't it? Yeah. So I... Like, I'm moving out soon, and I couldn't imagine the life without Sky. Like, I need it. Even if I don't watch Yeah, you just want to watch World's Greatest Funeral. And Ben. What's the World's Greatest Funeral? We found it channel hopping a few months ago. Yeah, it's like... Well, it's, it's pretty, it, pretty, it, it was basically yeah, just like, great. it's funeral off, yeah. Like, who can have the best funeral of all time? Isn't your favourite channel like Portsmouth channel- Country? I do love Portsmouth Country, yes. <laughs> Just like a Channel 5 programme. No, it was on one of the random channels. But there was two amazing weddings we saw. One was uh, two urns getting married together in full little miniature tuxedo and bridal gown. And the other one was somebody who'd be getting commemorated to a bowling ball. Can you can you get married, though, if you're an urn? It's like, cause are you consenting to it? Who's like consenting on your behalf? I'm not sure it's a blessing rather than an actual full-on <clears throat> wedding. I don't know, maybe it's like one of those internet marriages. They just like download a certificate online. Oh, I don't get that. Get ordained. I always found that a really weird, tricky word, ordained. Why? Just, just doesn't seem to sit right. You're just not sitting right. You're man spreading again. I'm oh, sorry. I have a. You know, I know Keith complimented you on your package earlier, but you know, you don't need to give it that much breathing room, to be honest with you. Anyway. Hang on, we didn't actually find out what Keith did, because he didn't punch a man, nor did he have an orgy, disappointingly. No. What what I've actually been doing is I've embarked on a journey. He punched himself having (laughs) self-orgy. Christ. That's a hell of an evening. Uh, sort of about reenacting five, one of about five minutes. <laughs> Just reenacting David Carradine. Oh God! <laughs> um, <laughs> Ruining is what I'm about to uh, about, about to say as well. There's no, there's no, there's no good segue from that to whatever it is. No, I've been, I've, I've embarked on a journey. I've been putting off for just a, well a couple of years, uh, which is a journey by um, foot instead of the bus. <laughs> No, I've started reading. Were you destroying the, the One Ring? <laughs> Damn, I'm you, these boys are so bad. Like, he 
No. I started reading the final Terry Pratchett novel. Oh, I've um, been putting this off. I, I put it off for ages and ages and ages. And I've also got the Back in Black documentary that... Um, that was okay, bloody amazing. Done. I haven't watched it because I, I kind of... Um, need, I've needed to work up to it yeah. and kind of just get to it. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of... Be, it'll be three years in March now um, since Mr. Pratchett left us. And I kind of thought, well, I've just got, I've got to do it. I mean, and to be honest, the first few chapters of the, the Shepherd's Crown doesn't pull its punches in terms of, like, you know, knowing... Um, What's going on? So I'm kind of um, reading my way through that, and then when I've read that, I'm going to watch the Black in Black documentary. So I've actually um, hidden my copy behind the rest of my Terry Pratchett book library because I really don't want to read it because when it's done, that's it. Yeah, it's that kind of knowing that it's the last thing. Um, but then I've kind of I've, I've started reading it, and it and it just flows so beautifully. The the, the wordsmithing of it is. Um, so I, Beckham, and get, I kind of just thought, well, you know what? It's the last one, but I'll, I'll go back and I'll reread other did ones. Did he get Rhiannon to help him write this one? No, this is this is kind of like him Pure completely print. doing it, yeah. So, and they, I kind of like the idea that any of his, all of his notes and stuff have been destroyed and stuff, so we aren't going to get that kind of like, oh, here's half a story that he might he was thinking of. What the the Tolkien method? You mean? Yeah, the, and there's stuff with the Douglas Adams stuff a bit as well. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm just going to do it. It's like you know, just it's 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 like listening to a Bowie album after after his death. It's kind of one of those people that kind of just made such a an impact on me in terms of um, the, the, their, their their storytelling and stuff. So always, I'm doing it. I always find the last book in any kind of series is very bittersweet because that's it. There's no more, there's no more adventures. Did you feel that way when you read Breaking Dawn? Never actually read a Twilight book. I've been very happy in my life that I've never read a Twilight book. About Fifty Shades Freed? Nope, never read that either. <laughs> I, I prefer my bookshelves for literature, thank you very much. Not, it, not toilet paper. What other rubbish trilogies? Mockingjay? Nope. Any more rubbish trilogies? It feels like you reach the young adult section of any bookshop and that's where you stop. <laughs> Whatever's left in the Maze Runner. Um, Again, still young adult here, guy. <clears throat> any more fiction? Uh, um, Lord of the Rings? Don't know never, I don't know what that is. So I've never been able to read the Similarum because it feels more like an encyclopedia than a book. Yeah, I've only read, I've only read the first one in the Hobbit trilogy, um, so I'm assuming the rest of it's a bit like the films. <laughs> um, what that? No, yeah, I, it's funny sometimes, but it's just the fact that it's the last. Yeah, we'll ever get at that Discworld. So, yeah, I've decided I'm doing it. Oh my God! Close your legs. <laughs> can I smell fish? Yes, I can. It's you. Oh God! Fish. <laughs> Why do I smell a fish? Not <laughs> 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 Steve McFadden. Not walking around with half a lobster tail hanging out of my mouth. Imagine that, like Steve's a panther, he's had a massive seafood dinner, like, rah, 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 edit all like that, and then Zephyr's like, what's that smell? Can you even smell fish just do it? Oh, <laughs> You'd probably have a really bad stomach from the fish, and like, oh. You like that scene in Dumb and Dumb. <laughs> turning yellow after all the fish you've eaten. Which we watched this morning. <laughs> Print 18. It's going to be an interesting world for film. Keith, have you selected some that you want to be seen this year with your eyes? I have a, a, a huge list of uh, films. I'm glad you said list then. Huge list. Um, I mean, just to get them out of the way, there's a whole host of Marvel Studio and Marvel related films coming out this year. Um, 
in general, most of them I'm quite intru- quite looking forward to, particularly the main three from Marvel Studios: Black Panther, Avengers: Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, you stole one um, off my list. Which should be quite good. Um, I'm kind of wondering how well things like New Mutants and X Men: Dark Phoenix are going to go. They're kind of Fox things. Deadpool two as well. Yeah, I Deadpool. I'm kind of you know I don't mind. I'm a bit ambivalent about that kind of um, movie. One one that I mean I'm quite looking forward to is the Spider Man Into the Spider Verse animated movie. Oh, yes. towards the end of the year, you've got um, Childish Gambino himself doing yeah, and um, featuring Miles Morales as, as Spider Man. That looks pretty pretty awesome. What is that? What, what is that exactly? So I saw a trailer for it. So it goes into the Spider Man universe comics that you might have seen. So it's basically this is like. Many, 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 many versions of Spider-Man. I think Gwenpool's going to turn up in it as well, I think. Um, Possibly. Yeah, well, there's an infinite variety of Spider-Man. Yes. So, so it's basically all the different Spider-Man from all the different multiverses. Is this Sony trying to make some extra money Unlike with their Venom thing that they're doing with um, the, the guy from Peaky Blinders? Kind of, but not. I mean, it's been actually quite a good run for comics. Yeah. With Miles Morales. So it actually has some founding to do it rather than Venom, which is a case of... What can we do with this bloke that we've got hired? So this is, this this isn't anything to do with Marvel Studios. It's just well, sort of a little silly it little might thing. Have, it might have more than we first expected. It might be a, a kind of a way of kind of getting Miles' character into um, the Marvel Universe because he's kind of referred to obtusely in mm-hmm. Homecoming. Um, so it could be quite interesting that um, what he does. But it looks really good. The, the art style looks really nice. So it could be really cool. Um, Generally, I'll just go through the list almost in kind of uh, date order. I'm quite looking forward to three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Which has the most ridiculous name for a film. It's the most ridiculous name of something I've heard since McMafia. Well, well not the killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of I'm interested in this more than I am McMafia, so I'm kind of avoiding that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Martin McDonough, Francis McDermott, Woody Harrelson, um, Sam Rockwell. Anything to watch Sam Rockwell is in his great. I quite like this pass, by the way, for not seeing it go and watch it. Yeah, and what? it's it's kind of what Martin Martin McDonough had done in Bruges before with um, Colin Farrell, which is, is a great movie. That looks really it just looks like solid cinema entertainment. What's it about? Um, it's kind of kind of corrupt cops and uh, a mother trying to kind of um, get them to to act on solving uh, the murder of her son by putting you know kind of quite interesting billboards up outside the town, kind of criticising their activities and what they're doing and stuff. It just looks quite quite entertaining in terms of um, a good solid movie. I believe it's going to win Oscars. I, I think it's kind of yeah. I mean, you've got a really good solid kind of. Um, bunch of actors in there and stuff so yeah hopefully I I, I think it'll get, it'll get buzz I don't think it'll win anything genuinely really I kind of um, it's probably probably a little too obtuse for like the kind of academy audiences but um, I'm kind of looking forward to quite a few of the Pixar movies this year we've got two we've got Coco uh, coming up which is kind of a Mexican Day of the Dead now. spin Is that been out it's been out in America the long. problem we've got with a lot of films this year particularly in the early part of the year they've already done the festival circuit or have already been out in America um, so it's kind of a bit of an odd one but Coco's coming Incredibles 2 is coming so Brad Bird reconnecting with all of his kind of um, original uh, Incredibles cast so that's that's always a good thing um, I'm kind of looking forward to Del Toro's The Shape of Water which a lot of people have already seen at various festivals but that's looking pretty cool We've got the new Wes Anderson film Isle of Dogs. Oh, which is stop stealing awesome. mine! <laughs> I have good. You have good taste. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the Alexander Payne's new movie with Matt Damon, Downsizing, which was quite interesting. 
Um, no, that, no, 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 because that trailer does the trailer sin of playing that bloody song, which is on every trailer where it's something kooky going on. I'm talking heads once in yes. a lifetime. Yeah, every bloody trailer, which is like, oh, we're a slightly kooky movie. Let's go on once in a lifetime. But that's that's the that's trailer cutters rather than the filmmakers' choices. So I'm kind of. Um... Um, I'll, I'll play it but downsizing looks pretty cool Early Man from Ardman um, Nick Park's new movie really? Tom Hiddleston I'm is not, doing it I'm not sold on that I hate Ardman I, I, I like a good Ardman I watched um, Shaun the Sheep for the first time over the Christmas holidays which was very entertaining the, the um, animation creeps me out really? yeah I don't know like just Ardman just creeps me out I kind of like that handmade type thing which is really good um, I like the clenching action you did with your yeah. I'm also kind of looking forward to it was it was going under the title of The God Particle okay. um, but it's Cloverfield 3 forget this oh. year 10 Cloverfield Lane was a great movie um, so this one hopefully will close out that trilogy um, we've also got Predator Shane Black is coming back to uh, retake that uh, character that looks pretty good Thomas Jane and Olivia Munn is in that one he's directing Shane Black on oh, that that's really good um, Disney's animated film Wreck-It Ralph 2 I really enjoyed that uh, once Ralph breaks the internet which just Ralph makes me think like Wreck-It Ralph and the Cardassians of Crossover yeah but I enjoyed that first movie it kind of is a nice homage to kind of all of those things that I liked as a kid the kind of games and stuff so it'd be interesting to see what their spin on the internet would be like uh, and I'm kind of one um, that could be good could be terrible is How to Talk to Girls at Parties um, that's um, John the Callan story <laughs> <laughs> well it's um, it's a Neil Gaiman short story. Um, it's got Nicole Kidman. I'm assuming she'll be a, one of the aliens. Um, but I've, I read the story. I've read the comic book adaptation. It could be a quirky little interesting uh, movie. I don't think it's going to be anything spectacular, but I, I kind of like that story and kind of like oh, that's going on. So that what, should be pretty good. What's it about? It's about a guy who meets some alien girls at a party. Um, and I think really the less you know the better it will uh, be to see does he, does he get it on done? <laughs> with a bit of Mary White in the background get it on bang on <laughs> I, I think you should just go and see it when it comes out at some point later in the year mm-hmm. um, but yeah there's, lo- there's loads of other ones but I thought um, I'd just cover the ones kind of immediately you cover the ones I wrote most, on my most list most of the ones that died yeah <laughs> thank- thankfully there's no mother this year which is good so we haven't got anything anything <laughs> left on your list <laughs> wow just about slim slim pickings now wow so about pick him up from a list apart comes in with his notepad and then just just tears it apart but he stole some of yours as well Ryan probably <sighs> thief um, okay so I've, I've gone um, I've just written this down because I've just noticed Ryan you scrolled past it and I saw it on the list I saw the trailer for this in the cinema and it made me laugh uh, it's a Liam Neeson film so if you've seen Taken or Nonstop, you know what you're... It's the commuter. Yeah, that, it's yeah. the commuter. Yeah, you know, it's expect Liam Neeson in an action film. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be stupid. Um, I, I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the world's most unlikely action star, isn't he? Yes. It's like, it just shouldn't work. Um, out of the Marvel films, I'm looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp the most, mm-hmm. I think, as opposed to the others. I think the other ones are going to be stupidly over the top, whereas Ant-Man and the Wasp will be more creative and a bit more... A bit more on a smaller scale, which I think I prefer. <laughs> literally. Yes, quite literally, yes. Um, I've put Mission Impossible 6, because I'm a massive fan of Mission Impossible films. I think they're always done well. And ever since the failure of Mission Impossible 2, the films have been great to that point since JJ got on board. They've always been entertaining. They are what they are, just big, dumb, action spy films, but they're done well. 
Uh, and we actually get to see uh, Henry Cable's moustache in this. Mm. This is the, this is um, Macquarie's first sequel, isn't it? Because he, he wasn't going to do two films in yeah. a row, so he's done two. So that, that should be quite good. He's a good, solid director as well. Um, I've also got I, Tonya. This is my indie choice, which is uh, Margot Roby playing Tonya Harding. Oh, yes. Yeah, so figure skater. The, the, the scandal of figure skating. Yeah, I really want to see this. It looks great. Um, game Night, which... Oh, we oh, watched the trailer yeah. for this last night. Yeah. We, I'm really looking forward to this. This is Bateman, isn't it? Jason um, Bateman. And uh, Rachel McAdams. And yeah. Meth Damon's in it as well. Yeah. It's basically... Um, they have like a murder mystery one, but it actually crosses over with real life. You don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah. But it looks like it's comedy of errors. Yeah, it just looks like... And Rebel Wilson doesn't seem to be in it, so I'm happy about that. I like Rebel Wilson. Nobody likes Rebel Wilson. Um, I've also got um, one which has been kicking up a script that's kicking around Hollywood for years and an idea... It was on the blacklist for a long time. Yeah, The Happy Time Murders. And this yeah. has been in development hell for a while, but finally it looks like it's been filmed. And it's got Melissa McCarthy in, so I'm sold on that because I'll watch anything with Melissa McCarthy and she's great. Um, it's about a puppet... Getting uh, getting bunked off and uh, a, a puppet detective trying to solve the case with Melissa McCarthy, so I'm sure she'll fall over at some point. Mm-hmm. And my final pick, uh, I don't know how well this is going to turn out. I'm intrigued. I think it could be an absolute disaster. Um, I don't know why they're doing it, but Mary Poppins returns. <laughs> I'm not sure whether this is a good idea from Disney because um, no. it's tampering with a classic. But I think Emily Blunt is a good casting in it. I think it's one of the things that Disney's been doing reasonably well is a live action um, revisits to their previous franchise. And the fact that this isn't just a pure remake of Mary Poppins yeah. could be quite interesting. All right. I'm going to go with a different fact. I'm going to say some of the films that I'm not looking forward to since you two have pretty my entire list. <laughs> First one, Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Yeah, but Lily James is in it, so I won't have any hate then. Yeah, but Meryl Streep's going to sing again, and nobody needs that in this universe. Haven't people said she's getting getting knocked off in the film? Or Doesn't like it that? take place in the past? Yeah. Kickboxer, Retaliation. So why they're bringing back the Jean-Claude Van Damme franchise from the wilderness, I have no idea. But it's got Christopher Lambert in, so it means there's bad accents all around. And okay. Mike Tyson's going to cameo as well. <sighs> Aquaman. After the disappointment that was Justice League, it ain't going to get any better. Um, Insidious, The Last Key, just stop making those movies. I don't. Why, why are they? What? What? Yeah. what what's the point? Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Have you seen the trailer for this? Yeah, it just looks. It just dull. looks rubbish. It, it just looks, it looks so the same dull. as the last one, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifty Shades Freed. Just get out of my life. Those films, please go away. What's the tale of two Corys? <laughs> It's the tale of Corey Feldman and Corey Hill oh, from the 1980s. I actually want, want to see that one. That looks quite interesting. It's basically just like what happened in their lives. I mean, there are a few films which I like. Have they changed the Tomb Raider poster that I can see? Have they made a different poster where she's not yes. like a giraffe? Yes, they've changed her neck so it does actually fit into the screen. But I'm looking forward to Annihilation. Natalie Portman. Space, space weirdness. We're getting that. As a Netflix original now, aren't yep. we? It's not going to go theatrical, which is interesting. Mortal Engines, which is a new one for Peter Jackson. I'm really, really looking for this. It was a great series of book. It's basically cities on wheels fighting each other. That sounds like it should be like a Thomas the Tank, like an like awesome Thomas the Tank engine type in Mortal yeah. Engines. It, how many films are there going to be in the series? I don't know. Ten, There's quite a few films 20? in the book. Uh, Red o- Ready Player One might be released this year. might be delayed depending on how post production goes. Why might it be delayed? Because they've got so much stuff to show in. 
I that's think. going to be a long production period because yeah. they were shooting in Birmingham in what March last, last, last year. year. So that's a huge um, back end for that one. The Predator. <laughs> they're doing a new Predator movie, but it's being directed by Shane Black, so it's going to be set at Christmas. And Olivia Munn's in it, and Jacob Tremblay, Yvonne Strahovski. So they're actually getting a few well-known sci-fi people in. So that might be quite good. And last one, they're remaking. Are they remaking Overboard? Why are they remaking Overboard? Was that the Goldie Horn film? Yes, the Goldie Horn Kurt Russell one. Yeah, but last one, Solo Star Wars story. It's going to be a flop. I'm fingers crossed on it. No, I think they should uh, bite the bullet and bump the release date. From Christmas. May and stick it to Christmas because it yeah, will be. be moved to Christmas. Yeah, it's going to flop, isn't it? It's going to be a stinker. A wrinkle in time. Oh yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that one. That Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine might be interested. Oprah Winfrey's in that one as well. Yes, we've got the. We have the Bumblebee spin-off from the Transformers movies. Why? Why is that needed? I don't it might know. not be needed, but I, I, it could be interesting. It's not it's Michael Bay. Set so in '87, so it's yeah, pre we're the gonna Michael get Bay a, movies. We're going to so get a proper, we're going to get a proper Beetle Bumblebee, yeah. so that should be kind of interesting. Red Sparrow, the new one, Jennifer Lawrence vehicle. It's not Mother though, is it? Well, we don't know. It's her based playing the Black Widow, but pre Avengers Black Widow. Yeah, it's ballet dancing assassins, isn't it? Your favourite named film of all time, guy Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> You see, I I liked the first Pacific Rim film. I bet you in did. Terms of, in terms of it was just a pure monster hoker. And this one looks like it's going to follow through well, that kind of... Stephen S. Knight directing. He's, he's done some decent yeah. stuff. You've got John Boyega taking over from Idris Elba. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see more of him outside of Star Wars. I really like to attack the block. Yeah. And I think he can, he's got a lot more range than what he gets given with Finn. Um, Hellboy. We've got the reboot coming with David Harbour taking over from Ron Perlman. Neil Marshall's directing. Sounds like a great combination. I still would have preferred Hellboy 3 with Guillermo del Toro. My, my issue with this one is is Neil Marshall, by reputation, may take it a little bit too far in terms of the kind of horror, gore yeah. element, which I think Hellboy doesn't really need. Hellboy needs to kind of balance out that kind of um, comedy... Horror, goth- it's a it's a gothic story rather than yeah. a horror story. I think so. It'd be interesting to see how they how yeah. handle it. If you go from the Mike McNola comic books, it's, it's a dark style, but yeah. it's still got that edge of comedy to it. Uh, Rampage. So this is a movie based on the eighties classic <laughs> video game. Stupid. But you, have you seen the cast of this? So you've got Marilyn Ackerman and you've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, well, there's too much hate towards the Rock on this show. I love a good film with the Rock in it. You know, with his football-shaped head. He's great. <laughs> I think you know exactly what you're going to get. Hang on, Guy. You said you love a good film with The Rock in it. Um, <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Where, where, which, one, which one's that? Um, San Andreas. I yes. like The Rock. He's a, he's a solid entertainer. Um, the Jungle Book. So we've got Andy Serkis' vision coming out now. After the Jungle Book Rose version. So it's basically like both of them. Uh, Disney were doing a version and Andy Serkis is doing a version because it's now... Sure, I, I think Circus needs to go back into the motion capture suits. He's getting a little bit too familiar not being in them. Calm down, Circus. Do what you're good at. So we mentioned uh, Incredibles 2, Death Wish, The Equalizer 2. No. Which is based on the 2014 film, which is based on a TV series. <sighs> Just give up. Early Men, you already discussed. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Ralph. <laughs> Peter Rabbit. Oh, God. I forgot that existed. I just about got the memory of that trailer out of my brain. James Corden, stop making movies. Stop. Go away. Go away. You've got a chat show in America. That's enough. 
stop destroying everybody else's childhood dreams. It'll be it'll be one of those. It'll be a big hit in much the same way Sherlock Gnomes will be a big hit in the summer. <laughs> um, game night we already mentioned. Sherlock Gnomes will host Hotel Transvation, Transylvania Three. They're still making those. Well, you know, Sandler needs some work, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Little Mermaid remake, live action version. Ooh, with Gina number ninety-seven on the list has just got my attention. Yes. A remake of Suspiria. Yes. Which probably won't be as colour vomit inducing as the original, but that does sound interesting to me. It's going to be a prequel, which leads up to the film. It leads up to the events of the first film. Oh, I don't like the idea of that. So it'll be like the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to be. Uh, Super Troopers 2. I actually really like Super Troopers, the first one. Mm. It was a really good comedy. The, I, I've really enjoyed it. Replicas, the Keanu Reeves film. Is this the trailer you made as well? Yes, that <laughs> was the one that looked pretty awful. Yes, basically, I want to bring my family back from the dead. And then at number 100 was Johnny English Frey. And 101, which we have to mention, is Tyler Perry's Madia, The Family Funeral. <sighs> Again, stop. Just please is he, stop. He's in Gone Girl, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Right, TV. Guy, you can go first this time. So make sure that Keith doesn't steal all of your picks. <laughs> uh, I will let him have one of mine because he will know more about this than I do. Um... Firstly, I'm going to go with uh, True Detective is coming back finally for Series 3. Why? Series 2 was a flop. No, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. very, very good and people misunderstood it. Had it had one very good episode and that was it. No, I really enjoyed Series 2 and I think it's a misunderstood season of TV. I think that Series 1 was so high with McConaughey and Harrelson in it, people expected exactly the same thing from Series 2, but it was a different, a whole different environment, different story. It wasn't ever going to be the same. And I think people were just crushed. I think that maybe they rushed it, they got it out too quickly. But I also, I think this is going to be good. I'm glad they're doing another series. But what, I think it's going to be Southern Gothic again, but what I would have liked to have seen with it be more New York and like Seven. But I'm quite, I'm quite happy with it. I, I'm, I'm excited it's coming back because I genuinely have loved both series. So for me, it's a, it's a high point. And a year which, to be honest with you, looking at my list, is not going to be great, especially when you have Twin Peaks and Fargo and Fortitude last year. Who are the leads in uh, season three of True Detective? I can't say his name. I can't pronounce it. It's the guy who was in Moonlight. Oh, um, okay. I can picture him in my head, but I don't actually know. Yeah, <laughs> it was in um, Luke Cage as well. Yeah, none of us know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Ryan, do you want to have a, a shot at that? I'm going to have a go when I can find it. Uh, it I can't pronounce it. That's really bad, isn't it? Marsha Charlotte Ali. I think that's right, yeah. So he's the lead. Stephen Dorff is going to be in it as well. Where's he come back from? I know, yeah. <laughs> the Wilderness of Bleed. <laughs> um, Westworld Series 2 will finally arrive this year. And I hope it's successful, because it needs to be chan- uh, HBO's flagship show now, really. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is finishing. Uh, I'm excited about the return of Atlanta, which is Donald Glover's half an hour surreal sitcom. Uh, it's a real great show. I think a lot of people haven't really picked up on yet. Uh, he's had a break to film his role as Lando Calrissian in the inevitable flop, which will be solo. And now he's come back to do it, which will be great. Um, Waco is a six-part miniseries I'm quite excited about. Which Stop is one of mine. It's about cult leader David Koresh and the Waco cult siege. So this should be quite interesting. Um, Maniac, which is an Emma Stone and Joan Hill vehicle about two psych patients who, and it takes place in their minds. I don't quite know how this is going to work, but it sounds interesting. Um, Doctor Who, 
is exciting concept, I think, this year with the arrival of Whitaker and Walsh. I think it's going to be a good season, I hope. So, I'm excited for Doctor Who and Casualty. Keith? Um, the first few that I've got uh, kind of shows that are returning uh, again this year. So, um, in the UK, it's been a, a Virgin exclusive, um, but Ash and Versus the Evil Dead returns for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been glorious uh, previous seasons, but there we've got a new showrunner and a new direction for season three. So hopefully, it'll still follow that kind of um, glorious comedy horror um, excess that it has in previous um, seasons. Uh, the show that I really enjoyed um, that kind of got short shrift in the UK and kind of got um, messed about a lot, but I really enjoyed it was um, This Is Us, um, which is ret- returning for season two. Um, hopefully, some your UK channel will pick series, it up. Isn't it? Is it not on Channel 4? It was on Channel 4 and it started off being at a regular time and they started kicking it so it was like 11 o'clock and then it was at 5 past 12 and then it was at another time so they really messed it around. I don't think they realised what they'd got. It's headed to more 4, isn't it? Well, I think it needs to be picked up by a decent network and and given the... um, given the, 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 the prime time slot it deserves it. It was a really, really well produced, really well done show. I loved uh, loved all of that. It was um, a very hard finish as Heroes with Peter Bedrellick, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a good, I really enjoyed that and it's a kind of, you know, a bit more kind of um, conventional but I kind of liked it because it, it had a lot of um, alumni from a show that I used to love called 30 something back in the kind of 90s uh, which is really good. Um, we've got X-Files returning for season 11, um, which this time looks to be playing a little bit better than the previous season in terms of um, um, standalone episodes. From the trailer we've um, seen, the Cigarette Smoking Man's back as well. Yeah, I think there's, there's various things that are happening. I, I think as well from the trailers that I've seen, the Lone Gunman also make an appearance, but whether that's... Is it pre or post? Uh, yeah, flashback, flashback or whatever flashback. it is. But I'm, I'm all on board, you know. Who, who, who doesn't love a bit of um, Mulder and Scully? Um I'm really looking forward as well back to getting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which a lot of people abandoned in the first series when it was kind of treading water. But um, I think series three two was its low point. Season three and four were barnstormingly brilliant episodes. Um, season five, again, from what I've read already, because it's already done quite a few episodes in America, is looking fabulous, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, over on Netflix, we've got Series of Unfortunate Events, season two, kicking off in March. Uh, really looked that um, season um, with Neil Patrick Harris absolutely brilliant loved the uh, original film so I'm really looking forward to that um, new stuff that we're getting which hopefully will be really good we've got Black Lightning um, which is kind of in the Arrowverse type you thing you've seen in my shows now oh sorry <laughs> uh, I think we're getting that through Netflix in the UK which yes. is a bit weird um, but that which looks, is very odd considering the rest of them on Sky at Sky yeah one. and it's kind of taking a more re- realistic view of the world than the other Arrowverse shows are um, we've also got coming up at some point I don't know where it's going to end up with Castle Rock uh, which is an anthology show based on the kind of Stephen King universe which is looking quite in, uh, interesting if that can do the kind of horror Tales of the Crypt kind of thing that we're doing um, I don't know where we'll get it in the UK but Runaways has already been doing good business in the USA as a kind of extension of the Marvel Universe um, looks to be a good stable mate for Legion which hopefully will come back as well this year as well which is looking pretty good uh, another one I'm quite looking forward to is the Mark Miller adaptation of Happy, 
which is a bonkers story about Stop a guy. stealing my stuff. Oh, well, but, but I'm, I'm not stealing. It's a collaborative effort, and we're all looking forward to right, really Pat good shows. Oswald as the Blue Unicorn is going to be amazing. Yeah. Apparently, season seven, uh, episode seven of the show is going to be the most shocking TV because they've got the guy from Crank on board oh, to do some okay. of the Crank movies. He's he's like got involved with show running this, so it's yeah. going to be completely insane. But the comic series. itself was balmy beyond belief, and yeah. it looks like it's going to be quite interesting. And apparently, from what I've read, it doesn't quite follow the story no. of the comics. No, it's so going, going off and doing strange that. and weird. So that's quite good. But Patton Oswalt is always a great voice acting. I think he's yeah. done brilliant stuff on the Goldbergs. Yeah, and he's doing a lot more voice acting than actual proper acting at the minute. Yeah, he's doing a lot of really good stuff. So that, that looks like it's going to be pretty, pretty good. He's got a face for voice acting. <laughs> Poor oh, man, he's, he's brilliant in Walter Mitty and as, as the Koenig brothers in yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and the last one I've got on my list at the moment is the um, soon coming to Netflix adaptation of the Richard K. Morgan book called uh, Altered Carbon. For God's sake! <laughs> I think we've just had um, a bit, we've not had a lot of um, a look at that at the moment, but that looks like it could be... It's going to be very um, similar to like Black Mirror, Philip K. Jinks. Yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of more on board with this than I am things like... Um, uh, Westworld in terms of the, the story and I was I was hugely disappointed by the recent uh, Electric Dreams series mm. that ran with the Philip K. Dick I think stories. it had a couple of good one, good episodes there but the, there the were commuter, the commuter yeah. not the, 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 the Liam Neeson one was probably yeah. the best one but otherwise they were a little bit lacking compared to what we get with Black Mirror um, but it could be a good year it could be a vintage year for uh, TV my only worries about a lot of the TV is where the hell we'll see all of these shows right. So now, like a vulture, I have to pick over what Keith left. <laughs> so you got Krypton coming on sci-fi. So this is going to be David Escoyer's series, which I'm hoping is going to go down better than Superman movies, but it's going to be what Krypton was prior to the destruction. So this might be interesting, might be quite not. Is it going to be really low budget because it's sci-fi? Probably. Which version of Krypton are we going to get, though? Are we going it's to get going to be a couple of hundred years before. But is this the, is this the crazy flying dragon... Um, Russell Crowe version or is it the kind of crystal versions that we're used to in the kind oh, of normal it doesn't say it's just very very thin on the ground very vague you've got Heather's the TV series coming so that's based on the 80s classic yeah film. it's taken a while to get to us hasn't it uh, American Vandal I, that is a show that if you didn't watch it last year you can go back and watch that yeah. show was genius I binge watched it over Christmas classic yeah you got Marvel's Cloak and Dagger which I'm not holding that great or to be honest, it doesn't look like it's going to be performed as much. New Girl's apparently still on TV. I don't understand why. Oh, it's like a final season, though. Roseanne's back. back. That, why is that happened? No one wants Roseanne back on TV. No one ever wanted it, Roseanne. They had a really good following in the 90s, and I, I did actually watch it, and I enjoyed it. But as I understand, <laughs> the new series is basically... Dan, uh, who's John Goodman's character, is coming back into it. So it's going to be like erasing the last season, which was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And they brought back both um, Sarah Chalk and uh, Lacey Goranson, who played uh, Becky Connor. So they've got both Beckys. Both Beckys, but Sarah Chalk. They've got Becky with the good hair and Becky with the bad hair. And um, Leonard Hofstadter's going to be in it as well. Uh, Apparently, he's only cameoing in a few episodes because of time commitments with. Um, Big Bang Theory. Um, you also got the second series of Atlanta coming. So this is Don Glover's. Do, I, do you not hear me talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just re- reiterating to our audience that Atlanta's back. And of course, the 2018 Winter Olympics, which will be very interesting. Uh, yeah, that's that's the way to happen, I think. The Luge or the Bobsleigh. Held in Pyeongchang, South Korea. So that's going to be an interesting thing. 
that's going to be happening on TV at the end. Um, pretty much that's it. It was written on a piece of paper, Jessica Jones, series two. And then she drops a tablet on the floor. Yeah. We still need to finish season one. We are, we are massively behind on the um, Netflix Marvel TV series. Um, can I just add a mention to, uh, for American Crime Story, uh-huh. the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yeah, because they've just finished the Trump season, haven't they? Which was a run-up to the presidential election. Yeah, but I think this one about the, the murder of Gianni Versace is... Um, a lot of people have been waiting for that, and apparently Darren Chris's portrayal of Andrew Kynan mm-hmm. um, is excellent. So, oh, and I've got one last one to squeeze in, which is corporate, which is basically like a black comedy version of The Office. So it might be quite interesting. Though. Do you know what I want to see happen in twenty eighteen? Ryan Murphy needs to slow down. <laughs> he needs to have a break. He needs to go away. Time for White's Rubbish, our occasional feature where we get too angry in the studio so we have to let off some steam. Guy, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, 10 o'clock news. <laughs> Just ten, in general. 10 o'clock news has ruined everything. So do you remember when we were young and then like you'd have TV always spontaneous, things would be like random times, you'd maybe get an evening film starting at half past nine. You know, like TV was never predictable each week, you might like put TV on week. Speed might be on at like 8.30 at night. But now everything is dictated by the fact that 10 o'clock news has to be at 10 o'clock. And like you can't have unique things on TV. And like when you have the Christmas period for TV, it makes you really wish that like, you know, you're just flicking over channels and something random was on. Not like, oh, what time is it? It's 10 o'clock. Oh, well, the news is going to be on. And then there'll be some reality show after that or some rubbish. It's just, it, the 10 o'clock news is ruined TV that it has to be set around that certain time. If you want the news, you've got Sky News, you've got BBC News 24. The, tw- the news is not needed on BBC One anymore. Just scrap it and put decent stuff on TV again. You've ruined everything, Caligaya. <coughs> so you used to enjoy it when BBC was having the 9 o'clock news instead. I, do you know what I mean? It's like if the news was on at 9.15, 10 minute bulletin, put something decent on at 9.25. I miss the days where like you kind of had to... like. Don't you find that worse though, which is one of the things that Channel 5 does all the time, which is it splits the movie by putting the 10 minutes of news slap bang in the middle of it. So you get up to like, an action scene, news, and then back into the film with no kind of... No, do you know I'd rather have that. I'd rather there be a film on or something like that, and then the news in between, and then go back into a film. I just think like the fact it has to be at 10 o'clock has ruined any, you know, remotely decent scheduling you might get in an evening, though you might actually get something different or something unusual on. It's just there. It's just a solid block of rubbish that you have to sit through. It's like, if you want another news, just go onto the internet. The news is everywhere. It doesn't need to be at 10 o'clock. Just move it around a bit. It's flexible. Do you know what I mean? If you miss the news, you've got other ways to go find out about it. So, 10 o'clock news is rubbish for me. Keith? I have the distinct feeling that I've already mentioned this in a previous uh, episode and may not have won on the vote, but having in the past few weeks had the misfortune of um, being around when these shows were on, cookery shows filling up five to six hours on a Saturday morning with (laughs) the most imbecilic presenters faffing about Clips from decades-old food shows inserted for no apparent reason. <laughs> and then celebrities I've never heard of kind of having the occasional fork full of something and going, Keith, that's the most mind-blowing, brilliant thing I've ever eaten. But Keith, what is your food hell? <laughs> what is what is a food hell? I know what my food hell is. is, is Roe. Tinned Roe. Haunted me forever from the 1970s to till now. 
But if, I just don't understand it. It's not. It's not even. It's not even instructional. That I saw one where somebody was making. I don't know some, some kind of rack of meat or something. And they were just throwing <laughs> things in and doing this and doing that, and you was going, I, I can't follow this. And they had some random guy. I don't know who he is. James Marshall. I want to say. I don't know what his name is. Even <laughs> James, the James Marshall. The actor. <laughs> And he was just faffing about, and they seemed to spend most of the time just going yes, chef, to each other. It's like, what is going on with this? It's like, but I was like, but, but you know how to make an omelette, though. I was like, what? Just show me how to make a cheese sandwich. Yeah, That'll but do. you have to make an omelette within like a minute, don't you? I do love the Tim Lo- Tim Lovejoy interview technique, which is basically the most disinterested man with carbs. Yeah. It's like, uh, so you're an actor. You're in this. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, and also, it fills up too much time on a Saturday morning. I want, I want He-Man and Turtles cartoons on a Saturday morning, not men cooking food. But it should go back to half past eight on a Tuesday on BBC Two with Chris Kelly and Oz, what's his name, telling you how to do yeah. stuff. What's interesting is that James Martin is presenting the uh, ICB show and he actually left the BBC show. Well, the whole thing was he left the BBC show because he said it was sick of ruining his Saturday's mornings and now he does a live food show on ITV. Did. Yeah, it was, just, it was just, just bizarre. It wasn't. I just didn't feel it entertaining in any way. It just it lacked a lot of um, stuff. So, yeah, no more Saturday cooking on a Saturday. Just give me cartoons and Christopher Tarrant. What would happen if it was cartoons cooking there? If it was animated pit cartoons, especially in the like style a of Ardman animation. I or maybe like a Son of Zorn style. Well, yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> we, uh, we, we completely need to revamp TV schedules, I think, Keith. We need yeah. to be on it. Maybe we can write our own TV schedule for a Saturday morning like it used Ooh, to be. Yes. Yeah. What's something rubbish to you? Um, we keep seeing this advert on one of the local TV channels, and it's for uh, a local eatery. And it is really awful. It's, it's the kind it's of 70s thing, cinema quality, this show. It's the kind of thing that you see that you used to see when you went to the local ABC cinema <laughs> in the 80s. But the funny thing is, when I was walking to work, I was walking through the um, ICC, they were actually showing that on one of the TV channels in there. <laughs> on one of the big screens? Yes. It is the, one of the... Um, I feel very reticent to name the brand, but you'll, you will see our Made in Birmingham TV. And it is the worst quality 1980s style advert with modern cameras. It's, it's just amazingly bad. It's just like they're showing pictures of food and the people turn around holding the food. Ooh, like, <laughs> Do you know the resolution here is like, stop watching Made in Birmingham? No, the worst bit is they still sell it on the fact that they've got girls in hot pants there. Oh, God. Like it's the 1980s and Hooters has just opened oh, in Brindley Place. I think people are going to find out which one it is talking about. You'll see an advert, it'll have hot pants in it, and they'll say lovely girls in the advert. Like lovely Father... girls. <laughs> oh, like gosh. Father Jack from Father Ted, or oh, lovely girls. Oh. <laughs> and then there's the advert which they constantly play about the uh, if you've been missold your mortgage, which is also very 70s, 80s style, a man with a very deep voice. <laughs> Just wanders onto the screen. And then turns. Have you been missold a mortgage recently? Right. My turn. 32-bit operating systems. <coughs> right. <laughs> Callum won't even know what that is. So, most operating systems up until about the mid-2000s were 32-bit OSs, so it's like Windows and XP, stuff like that. And you were limited to 4 gigabytes of RAM. Because that's how much a 32-bit operating system can actually approach. I know I'm going geeky. It's the name of the show. We're, go- we're delving in. We're going full geek here. 
makes a change. At work, most of our PCs run 32-bit operating systems, which limits us to 3.5 gigs of the 4 gigs around they're actually putting all the work PCs. Our new version of our office system requires 4 gigabytes of RAM. So everything crashes. Every time I try to do anything at all in the office, my laptop will guarantee to crash at some point because it runs out of memory. Which genius decided that a 32-bit operating system was still relevant and working in 2018. I want to find that person. I will find him. I will do the taking speech to him. And I will slap him. (laughs) And I will upgrade our pieces. So to recap, Guy? Uh, Telecot News. Keith? Saturday morning cooking programmes. Viv? Locally made TV commercials. And me. Operating systems of the 32-bit kind. Thank you for joining us on the Geeky Bermuda podcast this week. Mr. Bluefield, where can we find you online? Punching himself in the face in the toilet and having an orge. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Other than to say, uh, with the underscore Hard Look Hotel on Twitter, without pretty much everywhere else. Um, and you can also, if you want to, he's been a bit dormant over the winter holidays, but you can also check out Chili the Bottle on uh, Instagram. Hobnobbing with the celebrities. That is an actual bottle he's talking about. It's, it's the. Was most... he that chilly he couldn't come out over the winter period? Yeah, he's, he was frozen solid. Um, but as, as in, inappropriate, what was it? Uh, in unnecessary purchases of the week? I think he's, he's, um, proved his worth in the recent months. I think so. Viv, where can we find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Viv Yao um, and Instagram at VivyYao72. Guy, where can we find you? Um, Deflating in the corner. You can find me under a streetlight if you're lucky. Um, <laughs> stockings and suspenders. You can find you scowling in the Reddit area. Um, Pepperprint Co. Looking Looking for chocolate croissant. Yeah, looking, looking for a good time, really. A chocolate croissant. Yeah, panel chocolate. And a can of sand pellas. Give me a panel chocolate. And a can of sand pellas. It's all yours, ladies. <laughs> you can also find him at Guy underscore Halford on Twitter and on Instagram. Any new curiosity crates? There'll be some. In, there will be some coming. Yes, uh, I've had a break from it for a short while. While I've been busy preparing a lot of the pre-Christmas stuff for various shows, so I'll be uh, coming back with some new ones shortly. And you can find me... You're getting away with it this week, because Keith got it instead, so... You'll find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter. You can find Geeky Rummy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, on the Yow Chowbs. Go and watch our Yow Chowb stuff. We really like it. If you would, go and like and subscribe to our Yow Chowb channel. Uh, drop us an email, hello at geekybrummy.com. And just in general, get in touch, say hello. Uh, we'll catch you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you enjoy what we do, then please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.